At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning, tune is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here. Good morning, Jeffrey. How you doing, man? You excited for the games tomorrow? Yeah, I'm excited they're finally here. <laughs> it's not quite the uh, not quite the Super Bowl lead up, but it kind of felt like that this week, hasn't it? Let's play them. Let's play them already. Um, got a whole bunch to get to today. Paul Carr, first of all, will join us. Talk Premier League soccer. Also, World Cup draw. You know, the World Cup's in November during our beloved American football season. That's going to be a little t- that's going to be a little difficult down in uh, Cotter. But if you got World Cup fever, we got the draw for you, uh, and Paul will break it down. Vinny Maliula will join us. Jason Weingarten will uh, stop by in studio, too. He'll just hang out with us, uh, talk about some. I have, so I we'll get into that one tennis pick today uh, as well. We will do that. Uh, we'll do that next segment. First, though, I, I just want to get into some of the stuff that happened yesterday in the NBA. And once again, Giannis doing big things. Giannis Antetokounmpo with a game-tying three, and then the winning free throws in overtime. And Jeff, this is what I've been trying to beat with these NBA awards now for every, you know, for weeks now on this show, which is relating it back to the NL MVP from last year. I had the one Soto 75-1. to He finished second. But the whole while through, I was like, we as betters, we get so wrapped up in these markets that we are too close to the sun on these, and we're, it's very possible we're missing something. And I kept saying Brandon Crawford. I kept giving that example of me going back to San Francisco, talking to my Giants buddies who are like, you know, they're like, well, Brandon Crawford's winning the MVP, right, Gil? Like they were so – they had such a different perspective. Yes, they were Giants fans. But there was a lesson in that because Brandon Crawford shouldn't have been 100-1, to and sure enough, Brandon Crawford finished third. And so the whole time we've done this on this show, we've done it on primetime action, when we look at the rookie of the year and Evan Mobley's this massive favorite, we're like, why is Cade Cunningham 9-1? to Why? And Cade Cunningham and Scotty Barnes were like distant long shots compared to Evan Mobley. He was like minus 900 at one point. And so last night, Cade Cunningham did it again for the Detroit Pistons. Big night for Cade. Uh, in the Pistons, 102-94 to win over the Sixers. By the way, bad loss for the Sixers. And the Sixers, apparently, at this point, they're just like, well, we're just going to we're gonna see where the, uh, where the chips fall in terms, of, uh, in terms of seeding. But Cade Cunningham, 27 points, two rebounds, six assists, uh, 10 of 20 shooting. Um, 
Then we saw Scotty Barnes shorten, but not Cade Cunningham. What are you seeing Cade at now? Six to one still? What do you, what do you got him at? I just don't understand. So, and now, someone killed me on Twitter. Someone was like, ah, you don't understand anything. Get Evan Mobley's defense. Uh, you think a rookie of the year is going to be decided on that? I don't. Evan Mobley also hasn't played much he's recently. Out. That's right. He's That's right. And, that, and by the way, enough of a runway where it's not negligible, not like a hugely significant amount of games, but not negligible either in a rookie campaign. And we had, we had again, uh, Micah Adams on from the Sporting News on Primetime Action the other night, and we talk about rookie of the year. Like this notion that we apply to MVP where, oh, you got to play on a team that's doing well. This has never been a traditional reason for voting for rookie of the year. You do not have to be on a good team. This is not something that that is traditional. And so I don't want to hear that about the Pistons either as compared to the Cavaliers. And ultimately what, what Micah Adams said, he goes, how you do rookie of the year, to be quite simple about it, is points, rebounds, and assists. And Kate Cunningham beats both of them. Talking about Mobley and, and Scotty Barnes. So I think that I still think that's an interesting bet. You wanted to say something? Yeah, about? we I have the current odds Please. right now. Bet MGM. Mobley's minus three hundred. Barnes plus two eighty. Still get Kate Cunningham seven to one. I mean, still can get it. I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. And then the MVP, which I brought up the Tony Kornheiser thing and also the Micah Adams thing. So I had said the other night, right seconds after or minutes after, Joel Embiid had his very soft putback blocked by Giannis. I said to, I asked openly of Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin on primetime action, which I talked about here yesterday, which is, do you think a play like that this late in the season, a simple little play like that, can sway, not all voters, but enough voters who are, who are kind of on the fence about an MVP and just be like, well, you know, there it is in a snapshot. Giannis doing his thing, dominant over Embiid. And it would switch votes for MVP, perhaps away from Embiid, to Nikola Jokic, that was my thinking, right? And maybe catapult Giannis up for Defensive Player of the Year, kind of in the minds of voters. And then I watched PTI. Kornheiser brings up the exact same question the next day, yesterday. But he, his conclusion from it was, do you think that sways votes away from Embiid and gives them to Giannis for MVP? And I was like, wow, that's interesting, because it brought up the Brandon Crawford thing. Like, maybe we're just too close to the sun. Maybe we're staring at these betting markets so much that when we saw Giannis at 9-1 to and 10-1, to we just figured, ah, he's got no shot. It's Jokic versus Embiid. By last night, I said out loud on primetime action, I don't think Embiid has any shot to win this award at all. Like, within a matter of days, to me, he's got no prayer anymore. Just in the same way that Steph Curry was the de facto MVP and then had a bad shooting month and he has no shot. Same way that Russell Wilson was absolutely going to be the, NLM, the NFL MVP and then Pete Carroll decided to deflate the football. Figuratively. The same way that Chris Sale was going to be the AL Cy Young at the end of July. Fade out completely and then he wasn't. I, I don't think Joel Embiid has a shot. And Micah Adams said the same thing as Kornheiser. He goes, I don't understand. These are non-betters, right? He goes, I don't understand. How is Giannis 9-1? to There's no way. And then Giannis does his thing last night. Ties the game with the three, wins it with the free throws. A monster game for Giannis last night. Absolutely monster game for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis does it again. And what is Giannis down to now? 5-1 to one, are we seeing all of a sudden? Depends on the book. As high as there's still some seven out there. Not a lot of seven, but there is still some seven to one, and as low as plus four seventy-five at some. Forty-four, fourteen, and six last night for Giannis in victory for the Bucks over the Nets, one twenty to one nineteen. As the Nets now precariously close to being a nine-ten game in the play-in as we come down the stretch versus a seven-eight, and that that's 
that's going to be massive thing to have to win two games versus one. We'll see. They still got an easy schedule, the Nets. The four-way tie for the 7 through 10 in the East is very much in play now because Cleveland has a two-game lead over everyone. The Nets, the Hornets, and the Hawks are all 40 and 37 mm-hmm. right now, Gil. Yeah. And the Cavs, really, since the Jared Allen injury, have really looked mediocre. Nosedive. So the Cavs, the Cavs had three of their last five against Philly, the Nets, and Milwaukee. I don't know how much Milwaukee's going to try in the final day of the season. But a three-way, or excuse me, a four-way tie between all those teams is absolutely in play. Brooklyn plays Atlanta over the weekend, which all of a sudden is a ginormous game. Ginormous game. And we've been saying Brooklyn has, like, the easiest schedule the rest of the way. By the way, there's only five games left in the season now, so the rest of the way is kind of an exaggerated phrase. But legit again with Brooklyn, let me just say, we'll get back to Giannis here in a second, but legit again with Brooklyn, I just want to pound this again. One of the things that we have not stated enough, and I want to just keep going on record every day is saying it once. If they, if they end up in a 9-10, they have one bad game. The Brooklyn Nets, the short shot to win it all for most of the season, whether they had their players or not, will be Dunzo. That you really do want to get to the 7-8 and eight just to have a mulligan in case you have that bad, that bad day. And what was Kyrie? What did Kyrie say last night? Or what, what did you glean from what he was saying? No, that, that, again, he was uninvolved in the overtime. It was sure very was. strange of how uninvolved he was. Uh, I, I had to double-check the quote exactly, but it's something along the lines that he felt like a decoy. Doesn't expect that to continue. Uh, I actually kind of agree with him. But the sensitivity, like just the need to express your feelings uh, look, every night. Gil, I, I will say this. Watching that game last night play out the way that it did, and we have talked about this, that Milwaukee doesn't care who they draw. If any of the teams in the East are not going to try to, quote-unquote, tank to avoid Brooklyn or try to win to get avoid Brooklyn, they don't care. I agree. And that was proved last night. Down seven after the flagrant two on Middleton, under four minutes to go. Doesn't matter, and they win the game outright. That team is really, really good, Gil. And right now, if you're making me bet something in a futures market, you can still get 6-1 to one to win it all. I think Milwaukee's the only thing you can do right Remember now. Remember before the season, Jeff, we looked at the futures pre-flop. I know where and you're going. I just kept saying, I was like, wow, the defending NBA champions are 9-1. to one. Literally never see that in the history of the NBA in our lifetime. We're a defending champion. Now, now I get why, right? Because there were so many injuries in the playoffs last year. and But 9-1 to one on the defending champions. There's a reason that they were the defending champions. It wasn't just a luck fest. So, and here we are, back to where we started, and I couldn't agree with you more. By the way, the other, the other thing that still plays out, though, and I mentioned this yesterday, will Boston at three now, they're at three and, and Toronto's at six, they would meet in a first-round first series. It will be interesting to see the last week of the season, the last week plus here, if the Celtics and Sixers have a frantic run to try to go down to four, the Celtics for the reason of we still don't know who's vaccinated and who's not, and they have rules in Canada where you can't play if you're unvaccinated there. So that that's going to be the one bit of intrigue down the stretch. Here's the one other thing, too, Gil. Chicago got a win they had no business getting last That's night. right, 50 from DeMar. 50 for DeRozan. Uh, the ninth time someone scored 50 in the month of March, that, the most in the last 20 years. Gil, this is going to be complicated. This last week is going to be very complicated to see how, to see how teams play it because everyone is so jammed up in the Eastern Conference right now because Toronto's only a half game behind Chicago. They could hop them and end up in the five seed pretty easily. Back to Giannis because I want to put a bow on this. 
So the point being that I think Giannis is closer to Jokic than Embiid is and that the betting odds don't reflect that. But in the end, do you believe that Giannis will win MVP? He can't not win MVP and not Defensive Player of the Year, right? He can't not get any of them. I don't think he's winning Defensive Player of the Year if you look at the markets. So we're, we're just this, this guy who could be the best player in the game. Sorry, Nicole, I think you are still too. But he's just we're just so used to him, we're not going to give him anything. That's how it is now. I think that's kind of where we're at, unfortunately, for him. And he is the best player in the league. There's not no arguing that anymore. Well, it's Jokic and him for different reasons. But you see, I still think Jokic. I mean, I have a Jokic bet. I don't have a Giannis bet, but I want to add one. Fascinating. We'll come back. Tennis and then the NFL season wins markets next. Numbers game visa. These. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. A numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com to uh, download the app. Won't take you but a few seconds. Actually, download the app on your phone, of course. Then go to any BetMGM location, brick and mortar, and it'll take you just a few minutes to sign up. And then you are betting in the state of Nevada. It is that simple. BetMGM, the king of sportsbook. Visit BetMGM.com and download the BetMGM app. It's Gil Alexander. This is a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Um, okay, tennis. Uh, today, by the way, we are down to we are down to the finals now on the ladies' side in Miami, and we are down to the semis on the men's side in Miami. Uh, there's only one play today, and it is, as you might expect, a complete flyer on Francisco Serundolo, who's at plus. I got him at plus four fifty-seven over Casper Rude. You might be able to get him at a more favorable price. Uh, it's this morning. I think it's 1 p.m. Miami time, 10 a.m. Pacific time, if I'm not mistaken. Listen, um, is Casper Ruud a better tennis player uh, than Francisco Sarundolo? Sure. Is he better on hard courts? Because Sarundolo's number one surface is clay. Sure. But should he be anywhere close to plus 457, given the numbers that I have at my disposal? Hells no. Sarundolo on a complete flyer at plus 457. It's not a complete flyer because I'm actually betting it. Sure, but uh, I think we—I think we have a—I <laughs> think we're live at that number. I really do. 
I really do. I think it's just tremendous value. Sarundalo's numbers on hard courts here, and not even that short term, even if you go back, are surprisingly outstanding. Now, he's had, he has had some good fortune here in this tournament to get this far, granted. But at plus 457, that's the uh, play in tennis of the day. Now, before, before we flash up the futures, let me just uh, go into sort of an explanation on all these, Jeff, which is uh, if you followed this show um, for, you know, years now, you know that we have done extremely well not only on daily tennis picks but also on futures. Uh, as far back as hitting Bianca Andrescu in the 2019 um, U.S. Open on the ladies' side, Sophia Kennan on the, Aussie, on the Australian Open 2020, um, of course, Iga famously at the French Open in 2020 at 33 to 1. Um, and on and on, we have had winners, by the way, Iga in multiple tournaments. She's trying to win her sixth tournament of her career. We have been on her in four of them if she is, in fact, going to get to the promised land. What a showdown on Saturday between Iga Sviatek and Naomi Osaka. Um, but as you know, last week, if you followed the show, we had Iga at Indian Wells at plus 750, bet it four different times, had her at plus 480. She got home. Here in Miami, uh, I mentioned to you before the tournament, I was like, look, the only thing Drew Dinsick was on, I said, I, I couldn't resist not taking Iga again. I hope you picked up on that. Plus 450, got her four different times at that number, got her plus 350 twice, plus 200, plus 180, minus 107. She's minus 190. Uh, ish in the final against Osaka. Osaka, by the way, if her serve is on, uh, it's always going to be a tight match. So nothing is, believe me, nothing is a, a done deal. And Iga can have moments where she's dominant and then all of a sudden loses her feel uh, and then comes back. A little of that happened last night against Jesse Pagula. But Iga hasn't dropped a set. And she hasn't dropped a set since the Eisenhower administration, it seems like. But uh, but Spatek, of course, a huge decision for us on Saturday. Now, moving forward, um, I mentioned this, and this has to do with the French Open and Wimbledon, which are obviously the next two majors, clay and grass. Um, French Open is Iga's greatest surface. Uh, of course, that's why we bet her on the French Open a couple years back at such long odds. Um, I have previously said that I thought she would win double-digit majors. I will now amend that to I think she will be the greatest women's tennis player of all time. Period. I really do. Um I had her three different ways in the French Open at plus 450. And then Ash Barty, Ash Barty, retired at the age of 25. Ash Barty would have been, of course, Iga's biggest competition at the French Open. Even with Barty, though, I bet Yatek at plus 450. And then Barty retires. And so that night when we were on primetime action, everybody kept texting me, uh, right as we were leaving here, Drew Dinsick, Daniele, Daniela Vari, everybody who cares about tennis was texting, going crazy about the Ash Barty retirement. So everybody tried to grab whatever Sviatek futures uh, they could have. And I think you might have been still able to find like her at a stray plus 350 or at a three to one, but basically it crashed at that point for the French Open. So you won't be able to find plus 450 anymore on the French Open. What I did, I mentioned one thing on the show that I did, and I didn't mention the other. So I looked, scanned all the apps around town. I saw that the, you know, there was no more value to get on Iga and the French, but I saw that there was a stray book here that had Iga still available at Wimbledon, a tournament for which she is not the short shot, by the way, because she's never won on grass before. Naomi is a shorter shot than her on grass. Arena Sabalenka is a shorter shot. By the way, Emma Raducanu, God, is a shorter shot than Iga on grass. We could talk about that, but... Yeah, that shouldn't be. But anyway, there was Eagle was at 9-1 to one at Wimbledon, and I grabbed that, and I mentioned that. 
What I didn't mention is because I wanted to grab, and this was a bit of, this is a bit of, hey, some things I got to keep to myself, and then I'll let you know about it as soon as I'm done betting it. Carlos Alcaraz, his best surface is clay. And so what I really was after that night was Alcaraz on was Alcaraz was was also in addition to seeing Iga at the at Wimbledon, they also had a stray number on Carlos Alcaraz at the French, eleven to one. Now here's the deal on clay: as long as Rafael Nadal walks this earth and holds a tennis racket, he's always going to be the favorite or the short shot. Novak Djokovic, who beat him last year in the French, is always going to be as big of a threat. And Dominique Team, if he decides to play, if his injuries are okay and he plays the French right now, it looks like he will. He is also a threat on clay. But Alcaraz's best surface is clay. We have bet Alcaraz on this show as, as, as far back as two years ago. I used to call them a, a, like end-of-the-earth nighttime clay court tournaments uh, somewhere in South America. We used to bet on him. And he was just, he was 16 years old at the time, uh, maybe even 15. I can't remember. I think 16. It couldn't be 15. 16 at the time. And it was just like, who is this kid? He's unbelievable. And now he's bulked up. And if you saw the match last night against Ketsmanovic, what a masterpiece that ended up being. He's in the, he's in the semis against Urkots today, and Alcaraz is appropriately priced. But I got Alcaraz at 11 to 1 the night that, Al, that, the night that Ash Barty retired again ostensibly a search for, hey, did all of Iga's French Open numbers drop? They did. I've already got the price. I'm not going to get a better one. But, oh, look, there's a stray Swatek number at Wimbledon, and there's the stray Alcaraz numbers at the French. So I bet it. They kept letting me bet it. They didn't change the number. So I bet it four different times at 11 to 1. I also, in another location before that, had actually bet him at 7 to 1. I think any 7 to 1 is kind of as low as I would recommend. So if you can find anything... At seven to one or longer on Alcaraz, at Roland Garros, I think that's a bet. Um, you might I, the most I'm seeing right now in some stray spots is nine to one. I'm not sure what you're seeing, Jeff, but that's those are the futures bets that I have. Futures outrights for the upcoming tournaments. And again, Ego on Saturday hopefully cashes big for us. What are you seeing? MGM wise, Swatek actually not a favorite at Wimbledon. Oh, so. They're on there. There you go. And what is she? What is the number of Wimbledon? Four. Four, four to one. one. Fascinating. I, I would imagine that if Osaka beats her this weekend. That would change. That will likely move Osaka, who's currently second favorite, yep. to the favorite. I would agree with that. So I would imagine that there. Alcaraz, I, it looks like MGM actually has a stray number that is not as good for us at home here. He's nine to two. Plus oh, 450 you don't, don't bet that. On, on, on the French Open right don't now at MGM. That. So shop around. There are better numbers out there. Yeah, than there are better numbers. There, there, are, some, there are some better numbers out there. Uh, grab it while you can. Again, this is, you know, the, the world is sort of discovering it. If you've listened to this show long enough, you know about all these players. Um, but it's, it's one of these things, again, with tennis. And I had this discussion with somebody yesterday. We have made hay on this sport. I would argue it's as good as anything in any sport that you'll hear uh, anywhere. And yet, the American sports fans, right, and American sports bettors are not about it. And so there's always a clock in my head going off about it because, you know, it's like, hey, do you like money or do you not? But do you want to hear about it or not? That's a different question, right? So anyway, that's what I have. Someone asked, and those are the plays. But again, back to today, I am taking a flyer on Francisco Cerundolo. 
Yes. Just, just going through this real quick, the Wimbledon women's numbers are wild book. To They're book. all over the They're place. They're all over the map. Right. So well, sh- make sure you shop. Yeah, you got to shop on that because there are places where Spaltech will be like the fourth shot on that. Again, she has never won on, on grass. Grass is the shortest season of any given year. So the data is smaller sample size over time as well. Yeah, w- one prominent big book in the newer jurisdictions has her behind Osaka, Sabalenka, Radicanu, and Halep. So and Halep. Yes. Yeah, I mentioned the first three of them. And Halep. Yeah. yeah. So all four of them. So she's number yeah. five on that book. Yeah. Which you know has uh, some historical basis to it, right? But I would argue again. Let me just let me just say the the outlandish superlative comment that I made earlier and blended at that, which is I have previously been on record on this show as saying Igas Fiatek will win double digit favorites because I think she'll win about eight French, right? Conservative, you know, just let me throw out a number, some ridiculous number of French. I believe she will be the greatest female. She will be the greatest ladies tennis player of all time when all is said and done. There you go. NFL season wins. Yes, no playoffs. Next numbers game visa. These Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all digital MLB guide at VSIN.com is available now. And Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weigarten's MLB futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to VSIN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL draft for only $19. At vcin.com splash spring. It's Gil Alexander. Um, Paul Spore will join us a little later on. How about that? Baseball week. Get some uh, season-long player ideas from uh, Mr. Spore from Fangraph, Sleeper in the Bus podcast. Uh, we get texts. We get tweets from Richard Palma. Love that segment. Thank you, Richard. Richard's a tennis dude. Uh, Chris Felica. DraftKings had Ega 7-1 for Wimbledon. He said, my other two books don't even have Wimbledon up. Uh, this is, uh, let's see, Matthew Mayberry. You were spot on from the jump in the NBA. Bucks and Suns were the best futures bets back when the season started, and they probably still are now. Bucks over Suns again in the finals is what it looks like to me. Yeah, man. we said <laughs> That was exactly what we said at the beginning of the year. We're like, how are these teams as long shots as they are? People just, they get locked into their super teams, their, their idea of what a, you know, a star-studded team looks like. How about, the, how about the teams that were just in it in the finals? Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Steve, at Steve five four three zero 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 eight six nine, because apparently all the others were taken. Fair enough. Going with Gil's gut. We'll throw a few bucks on Sarundalo today. I'm telling you, man. I just look at the numbers and I'm just flabbergasted. The hard court numbers on Sarundalo. Supposed to be a clay court guy, and they just pop off the screen. Uh, Joe C seven one four. How impressive has Iga's mental game improved to get broken serving for the match and then come back and boomerang break? Impressive. Yes. Shout out to Jim Courier for the term boomerang break, where you come right back and and break back. Um, by the way, Jim Courier, Jeff, the greatest former pro athlete announcer for my money there is in any sport. Better than Romo. Better than anything. Jim Courier. Let's get him on the show. Phil Weiss, take it easy on Ega Gill. You're going to mush our mammoth bets on her this tournament. <laughs> He's right. I will take it easy. Sorry. Uh, Tim Fraley, Alcaraz, 5-1 to one at Caesars. Pats equals six Super Bowls. Where can I bet Ega futures? None of my books are showing any posted futures for her. Tim Fraley, Ega plus 600 to win Wimbledon at Caesars. Um, on and on. We appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll read some more of those later. Uh, let's talk about NFL season win totals. DraftKings put up NFL season win totals, which is awesome. Also, yes, no's on the playoffs. 
not to mention all the futures markets as well. And so let me just caveat right off the top here, because we try to say this on this show a lot. We get locked into the construct of season win totals. First of all, we know who these teams are playing. We don't know the order of when they're playing these teams. So we don't know if there's, you know, quirks in their schedule, back-to-back-to-back road games, or if they, they play the same team, you know, twice in a three-game span. We don't know any of that yet. We just know who their opponents are and where they play based on scheduling formulas of the NFL. But on this show, what we like to say is season win totals are one thing. Always remember, though, that shops like Circa put up alternate season win totals. And I don't mean just like one alternate on each side over and under. I mean like three options on each side. So if a team's like an 8.5, Circa will give you a 9, a 9.5, a, a 10. And, it's, and the pricing, obviously, um, is commensurate. But I will, I will paraphrase Drew Dinsick, who has been on this show. And one of the greatest things Drew ever said on this show, obviously he hosts his own podcast as well, Deep Dive and... Uh, and bet the edge on NBC Sports. But one of the great things that he said was with alternate season win totals, paraphrasing, the the notion that those are priced, the alternate win totals, that those are priced with precision is probably a fallacy, right? To, to, To think that those are all priced well. And so the opportunity lies therein. So just keep that in mind with all these teams that we will talk about it through the actual season win total, but that there's always the option for these teams. Because if you look back at the final standings every season, you see how far off, you know, most of these teams end up from their actual preflop season win total. By the way, of course, remember that shops like DraftKings also will put up now adjusted season win totals as a season progresses. This is the kind of thing, if you listen to Beating the Book podcast and the Betting Dork podcast for years or this show for years, you know that I used to talk about my favorite thing in betting was this off-the-grid thing I used to do, sort of like a stock market of the NFL. You may remember me talking me talking about that. Now it's all out there in the open, adjusted season win totals, but that's essentially what that was about. So anyway, looking at these, and we did this on primetime action last night, Jeff, we did the AFC West and we did the AFC East. So let's just start with the AFC West, where you see the Chiefs at 11, the Broncos and Chargers both at 10. And by the way, the Broncos and Chargers essentially had the same numbers across the board in almost every market. Yes, no playoffs, where they were both favorites to make the playoffs at about minus 150-ish. Um, futures for the uh, not only the division, but also for the, for the conference, also for the Super Bowl. And then the Raiders bringing up the rear in what is considered not only the best division in football, but maybe the best division of all time, top to bottom in football. Where the Chiefs are at 11, the Broncos and Chargers are at 10, and the Raiders are at 8.5. The Raiders are the only team in this division that are in plus money on the yes to make the playoffs. The only team in the division. Yes, sir. That Raider number looks very interesting there, Gil. Explain yourself. What do you mean? Well, let's just go through this real quick in that division. Because we're not arguing at this point. Because this division, on paper. Well, I just want to, because I have a topic sentence to get to at the top. And then I want to hear your Raiders thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. But let me just say the Chiefs part first. So we were guessing what the Chiefs were going to be. And we batted it around like a week ago. And we're like, well, 11 and a half would be too high. Everybody would bet the under. Remember, 17 game seasons now. 10 and a half would be too low. Everybody would bet the over. And we guessed it'll be 11 flat. And sure enough, it comes in at 11 flat. But I will tell you, Jeff, when we went through this, and I go, this is, by the way, I, uh, let me just caveat this by saying, I get it. This is not as precise, if, if this was ever a precise exercise, but it's certainly not as precise these days going through this stuff game by game and, and assigning the old, oh, win, loss, 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 win, win, win. You're right. That kind of thing is always 
rife with uh, pitfalls. However, in the case of the Chiefs, to me, this is an under or nothing. Keep in mind, this just in, Tyreek Hill no longer a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. But in addition to the division games, right, Broncos, Raiders, let's just go home schedule first, Jeff. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, obviously, right, division games. Home game against the Jaguars. All right, there's your, there's your bingo, your free bingo spot, one would assume. Home, listen to these other four home games. All right, and home Seahawks also. Listen to these other three. Home Titans, home Bills, home Rams. Uh-oh. Away games, obviously Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. Away Texans, okay. Listen to these other away games. Bengals, Colts, Niners, Cardinals, Buccaneers. How are they getting 12 wins? Mm-mm. They're not. They're not. <laughs> They're not. They're not. That's a push or under if I've ever seen it. And and th- that, to me, again, that's like people still in the market, I, w- I would assume, and, and books know this, right? People are still going to think of the Chiefs as what they are. But that schedule, and because it's a first-place schedule, right, so this happens, that is brutality, at least on paper. So to me, that is just on the on the actual season win total. That is a, of all of the ones we looked at, Oh, my God. Now, here's the thing. We don't have DraftKings in Nevada. The The under was slightly juiced at minus 140, but not nearly juiced enough to not want to bet it. If I was in another jurisdiction playing that, I would be undering the heck out of that. Excellent use of the word heck, if I may just compliment myself. Very nice. Thank you. What were you going to say about the Raiders? I feel like that win total is too low. And for, I, for the Chiefs? Or, oh, no, the Raiders. The I'm Raiders. Sorry. No, yeah. the Chiefs? Yeah. In all honesty, I would have made a 10 and a half. Yeah. And... I still would probably come under it, 10 and a half. It may get to 10 and a half. Yeah. So for the Raiders, Gil, it kind of, it, just because of the moves that were made in this division, at least let, we'll take the Chargers and, and the Broncos, for example. I think the Chargers are correct at 10 because you improve the defense. You have an elite corner in Jackson. You have a second elite pass rusher in Mack. You still have all your offensive weapons. They essentially replaced Jared Cook with a younger version of himself and Gerald Everett. That team's going to be really good. We've said this with Denver. Are we certain that Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson still? We don't know. We can only hope. But if he yeah. is, yeah. then Denver's going to be really good. If he's not in a tough division like this, it's going to be hard for them to get the double digits. But the most underrated move this whole offseason, it just is seemingly forgotten because it happened in the midst of the craziness, is the Raiders picking up Chandler Jones. You're right. And the, he had problems blocking Crosby and Ngakwe last year. How are you blocking Jones and Crosby? So, especially with the Chiefs, who... And, oh, by the way, Devontae Adams. Oh, and Devontae Adams is pretty good, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But the Raiders, who I thought overachieved last year by making the playoffs, winning a lot of close games, they're better than they were last year. I think going over 500 is very much likely for them. So, eight and a half? The only team... A little bit of an over. ...who's yes to make the playoffs is in plus money. In that division. It's crazy, now, isn't it? The other thing, but while all these things were going on, all the, you know, the Chargers defensive moves, right? Getting Khalil Mack, getting J.C. Jackson, all the Raiders moves, getting Devontae, getting Chandler Jones, obviously Russell Wilson. I remember in all the midst of that, I was like, I, I set the uh, the AFC West collective season win total at 42 and a half. And people were like, oh, that's way too low. It's over, Gil. What are you talking about? 42 and a half. By the way, if you look at this, it's 39 and a half. People, you don't overreact to things.
even my 42 and a half was an overreaction, right? Like just, it's just, you know, it's these things have a way of working themselves out. Fascinating to look at. Maybe we'll take a look at the AFCs later on the show as well. Soccer next with Paul Carr. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Make your first wager and win big during BetMGM's March matchups. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any college tournament game. And if any team hits a three-pointer during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code MM200 when you register. Plus, you learn, uh, you learn BetMGM rewards points, that is, that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at MGM Resorts. Sign up today and use code MM200 to win $200 if any team hits a three during BetMGM's March matchups. Get it? March matchups. MM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Uh, overrun by tennis tweets. I will uh, skip those, and I'll go to the football ones. Action Albatross. We all cashed on your Denver Broncos over-correction recommendation uh, win total last season. Chargers look like the 2022 target. What he's referring to is after week one, you remember Denver Denver won a game. They were favored to win week one, and their season win total adjusted after week one went from 8.5 to 11.5. And again, as someone who's been doing these kinds of things off the grid for years, I'm like, uh, that's not right. Under. It just made no sense whatsoever. Uh, this is from Rich PSM. If either Mahomes or Kelsey miss any games under 11, it, uh, under 11 is a lock. Extra playoff team makes Raiders uh, a lock. So let's be careful with the word lock. Master your puppets. The AFC West teams will spend the season beating one another up. Anything over 10 is an under, I feel. Do, do, do. Michael Dortmeyer, where the Raptors land is another mystery and reopens the vac situation, let alone fading KD in opening round. Yes, we've been talking about the the strangeness of the Celtics not knowing if they're vaccinated or not and trying to figure out if they are going to try to avoid the Raptors. It's interesting, very interesting final week of the NBA season. Um, okay. Paul Carr, ladies and gentlemen, ostensibly to talk soccer with us because we've got to talk World Cup draw. We've got to talk Premier League picks. But since you're a Dolphins fan and since, Je- since Jeff is a Jets fan, can we start with this? Because these are fun to do. Um, the AFC, <laughs> AFC East, Paul, your Dolphins uh-huh. are at nine. Season win total nine. What is your instinct on that? 
my instinct is over and I'm generally conservative, but I feel like the jets probably aren't good. The Patriots are, you know, probably a little bit worse than the dolphins on paper. The bills are obviously still there. If the, the dolphins have, if they can take any step forward offensively, then they should be better than last year. Just like with the Broncos and chargers as the two, three in the West, which by the way, I don't know if they're the two, three, the Dolphins and the Patriots numbers are almost identical across the board, with the exception of a half game in the season win total that per DraftKings. By the way, Dolphins, besides the Bills, Jets, and Patriots, at home, Browns, Steelers, Texans, Vikings, Packers, besides the Bills, Jets, and Patriots away, Bengals, Ravens, Chargers, Bears, Lions, 49ers. Yeesh. Yeah, you get the FC North, which is nice. Now here, now Jeff, Jets fan, five and a half Jets, five and a half Jeff on the Jets. We're not asking for much. But here's the, we just want, can you get to six? Home besides Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Bengals, Ravens, Jaguars, Lions, Bears. Away besides the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Steelers, Browns, Broncos, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks. You got six wins in there? Well, you get the bad NFC North teams at home at least. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's a very low number, Gil, and Mm -hmm. it's it's been a lot of years of misery. I'm not touching that. I think that number's right. (laughs) Five and a half. All right, Paul. What do we need to know about the World Cup draw, which is taking place in November during our football season, which kind of sucks, yeah. in Qatar? Yeah, so this is fun. It's Election Sunday, basically, for the World Cup. It's today. It starts in just over an hour. Uh, the storylines to watch, who's going to get Qatar in their draw? Like Everybody wants to draw them because they're in pot one with the top seven teams in FIFA's rankings. So Qatar is a decent team, but they're not the other teams in the pot like Brazil and Argentina and France. So everybody's going to want them. Uh, that's the biggest storyline because there really isn't a group of death like there has been in the past because FIFA's made the seeding process and the draw process better. But whoever gets Qatar in their group is going to be pretty happy and think they'll have a much better chance of getting through the knockout mm-hmm. stage. So we are using group of death again, Paul, because last year when I yeah. said group of death, you slapped my wrist and you said, we don't yeah. use that term anymore, to which I said, who am I offending, the dead? And you were like, oh, I don't know. And now we're using yeah. it again, yeah. I noticed. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Is it, Jeff Jeff said this before the show, he says it's it's largely considered to be the worst field of World Cup sides ever. Is that consensus? Oh, I, I hadn't heard that. I have to think about it. Um, I don't know. I feel like the bottom is about what the bottom has been over the past two, three tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't strike me as particularly weak. I mean, last time we were missing, uh, we've, we've missed Italy. We were missing Netherlands last time. This time Italy's not there again. Uh, doesn't strike me at least at first blush as any better or worse than any of the other tournaments last two, three times. Okay. So, um, you do have a future that you like though, sight unseen here in terms of group. <laughs> I, think I, I feel, do this I feel like I feel like you. Yes, you're about to say it. I feel like you pick this aside every time. I do. I, I have a. I sprinkled a little bit on Germany at nine to one to win mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's a better price than you'll usually get on Germany, to yeah. be honest, because they didn't get out of the group stage four years ago. Uh, they weren't very good at Euros, lost to England in the round of 16. But they've got a new manager. Uh, they rolled through qualifying, which may or may not mean something given that the competition wasn't great. Uh, but nine to one's just better price than you're almost ever going to get on Germany to win a tournament. So it's almost a Pavlovian response to, to sprinkle something on them beforehand. It's like every time I'm like, Paul, what do you judge? Germany. Germany. Germany finishes ends. Uh, what's the, uh, what's the international side that the casual soccer fan, and let me just raise my hand, right? I think we're all kind of in the same boat. Most of us are. Yeah. What's the international side that no one's going to talk about, but you think actually might make some noise, maybe win the group, depending on what, the, how that fleshes out. The team, out. 
no, sight unseen, the team I'm probably going to bet to get out of the group is Canada. Uh, they won the CONCACAF region in qualifying. They have a, a lot of talent at the high end, you know, several players as good as anybody in the region, uh, but they haven't been to a World Cup since 1986. So if you haven't followed qualifying closely, uh, then you might be surprised that A, they're here, and B, they could make some noise. But I think they've got a real shot at putting a scare. They're in pot four because they just haven't done a lot recently. Round, I think Jeff is like aggressively nodding. What are you an you're an international soccer expert now? What's going on with you? Well, you, Canadi you like the Canadians were were all a lot of fun in the Concacaf qualifying, and right. they're really good. Paul, who's the greatest yep. Canadian soccer player of all time? Greatest Canadian soccer player of all time. I feel like I should have an answer to this. There's Thomas Rosinski played in Champions League for a while. Uh, he was Canadian. Dwayne De Rosario was a great MLS. MLS player for a long time. Hmm. Uh, Christine Sinclair, if we look at the women's side, is the right answer if yes. we're going across genders because she has the most goals of any international player ever. Uh, but I feel All like right. there's somebody I'm missing. I'll probably kick myself as soon as I get off. All right. I look forward to talking more World Cup with you. And it, it, it does kind of stink that it's not a summer thing, right. that we can have it's it awful. for content in the middle of summer because during the NFL season, you know, it's kind of like, oh, by the it, way. It just throws off the rhythms, like your yeah. sports circadian rhythms or something. You know, one season kind of. Mm -hmm. leads into the other normally you get a break in the summer and these international soccer tournaments come along it's just going to be yeah yeah obviously i love the world cup i'm excited about it but come november it's just going to be sports overload yeah totally sports circadian rhythm i like that all right three premier league picks what do you got all right we're going back to the chelsea under train haven't been riding it all season uh, but i like it on saturday against brentford under two and a half minus 110 chelsea's had a lot of players on international duty this last week and they've got Real Madrid coming up in Champions League next week. So I think they'll be a little bit conservative uh, with the lineups. But Chelsea's defense been pretty good. And the offense hasn't been as good as it was last year. So they've allowed the second fewest expected goals, fourth fewest expected goals total in their games. Uh, and Brentford only has two goals in their seven games against this traditional big six teams. They just don't put up a lot of goals. So this feels a lot like a one deal Chelsea win. Maybe Brentford scratches one out on a set piece or something. I like under two and a half. When is that game? That one is Saturday. Saturday. And then, ooh, man, you and Leicester City. What do you got going here? Yeah, it should be a fun one. I, I like both teams to score in this. I've been on uh, this train as well for a good chunk of the season. Leicester away games. Uh, both teams have scored in 17 of their 20 away games. Leicester's defense has been leaky all year. Just one road shutout. And Manchester United's kind of in a similar boat where they score almost every game, scored in nine of the last 10, et cetera, uh, underlying numbers to match, but their defense has been pretty questionable. So they played earlier this season. It was four to two at old Trafford. I don't know if this is going to be that crazy, but I think both teams get a goal here and I played both teams to score at minus minus one fifty. Okay. BTTS, both teams to score. I thought it was like a K-pop reference at one point when it first got <laughs> It, it might there. be. I don't know. Yeah. BTS for those who are at home. And then finally West Ham over Everton. You like that as well. Yeah, we're continuing to fade Everton, had success. Uh, Palace beat him in FA Cup last week, and what was the other one? I think it was Wolves at uh, Everton we picked and got the win there two or three weeks ago. Everton just has not been good under Frank Lampard. They've lost five of seven games in the Premier League under him. Uh, they've scored a total of five goals, only had double-digit shots twice, and they only topped .8 expected goals once. So whatever metric you want, 
from there. It hasn't been good offensively for Everton under Lampard. Uh, they've lost all three games under Lampard by a combined 10 to 1, so give me West Ham minus 125 for the win. All right, Chelsea, Brentford under 2.5. Man U, Leicester City, both teams to score minus 150. Always shop around for the best price. And West Ham to win outright over Everton. Paul, thank you. We will talk soon again, probably next week. Right. Right. Champions League next week. Let's go. Yes, go. Let's do it. Paul Carr at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R on Twitter from the Expected Value Podcast. Coming back with Paul Spore next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.